Blog Talk Radio. From Brooklyn, New York, where the V-neck t-shirts are deeper than the Pacific Ocean, it's Blazing Rye Radio. Tonight on the show, hip-hop artist Blue Rum 13, featuring guest co-host Tamika the Broadway Medic Kid. And now, a man with the predisposition of waking up in Coney Island each and every Friday night, Ryan Holmes. Introduction. Shout out to the East Villain Lions. Uh, I do have to say, though, that there is an error in there in that Tamika, the Broadway medic kid, the one and only, your legendary co-host for the Blazing Rye show proper, will not be here this evening. She has fallen ill, so we do wish her to get well. Uh, we wish that she gets well. What's a good way of saying that? Uh, so in the meantime, usually this would be banter between Tamika and me. Uh, so, in the meantime, if you want to join the chat room, uh, we can banter together. Or tweet at me at Blazing Rye, or Facebook me, twat all over my Facebook wall, whatever timeline. Fantastic. Uh, so, I figure, why don't we see what's, what's trending in the world of Twitter tonight? This is the first day in a while I haven't seen the um, government shutdown or Obamacare trending. Uh, so,. Uh, let's see. We have Halloween Town is trending. Halloween Town. Well, I know what that is. That's West Hollywood. And it's October 31st. That's when you don't know what's what and who's who. Disney is trending on Twitter, and I'm guessing that's because you have the uh, movie that was filmed in the Disney uh, Disneyland theme park without the park's consent, and it's a horror movie. Um... Sorry Not Sorry is trending. I don't know why that's trending, but I guess it's like one of those annoying things that 12-year-old girls say. It's kind of like that phrase, just saying. I just find it condescending, just saying, sorry, not sorry. Hate those phrases. Boy Band Project is trending. Oh, it looks like they're putting together a boy band from the project. The Miz, M-I-Z, what the hell is that? Is it like a new take on the Wiz, except it's a woman, so it's like the Miz instead? Um... And Man Crush Monday was trending as well. Uh, and uh, that, well, I know that my man crushes are Brendan Urie from Panic at the Disco and Chandler Massey from Days of Our Lives. Those are my main, main crushes. Uh, so tonight on the show we have <clears throat> hip-hop artist Blue Rum 13, and we're going to play you some stuff from, from the man himself. We'll be talking to him in just a few minutes. Uh, but first, um, I want to break you off with a little piece of uh, what our second guest uh, did for us a little bit ago. This is when the David Bowers, who will call in later with Music Monday News, this is when he and I recreated the scene uh, where Charles Ramsey, the Ohio kidnapping hero, 
where he rescued the women, where we recreated the scene in David Bowers and Charles Ramsey, and I'm the news reporter. We're going to play that for you, uh, and just listen to David's incredible delivery, and we'll be back in a few minutes. I'm talking with Charles Ramsey. He's a neighbor. Walk me through again what happened this afternoon. You heard screaming. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I heard screaming. I'm eating my McDonald's. I come outside, and I, I see this girl going nuts, trying to get out of her house. So I go to the porch, and she says, help me. Help me get out. I've been in here a long time, you know. So I figure it's a domestic violence thing. So I open the door, and we can't get it that way because... You know how the door is, is it's too much like a body can't get through, only your hand. So we kick the bottom, and she comes out with a little girl, and she says, call 911. My name is Amanda Berry. Now, do you know who that was when she said that? When she told me, I, I it didn't register until I, I got to call 911, and I'm talking with Charles Ramsey. He's a neighbor. Walk me through again what happened this afternoon. You heard screaming. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I heard screaming. I'm eating my McDonald's. I come outside and I, I see this girl going nuts trying to get out of her house. So I go to the porch and she says, help me. Help me get out. I've been in here a long time. you know. So I figure it's a domestic violence thing. So I open the door and we can't get it that way because you know how the door is, it's, it's too much like a body can't get through, only your hand. So we kick the bottom, and she comes out with a little girl, and she says, call 911. My name is Amanda Berry. Now, do you know who that was when she said that? When she told me, I, I it didn't register until I, I got to call 911, and I'm like, I'm calling 911, you know, for, for Amanda Berry? And I thought this girl was dead. You know what I mean? And she got on the phone, and she says, yeah, this is me. And the detective, Gregory Cook, he says, Charles, do you know who you rescued? And I, I said, I said. Now, when did you see Gina? About, well, about five minutes after the police got here. See, that girl Amanda told the police, I ain't just the only ones. It's some more girls up in that house. So they're going up there, you know, 30, 40 deep. And when they come out, it was just astonishing because I thought, like, you know, they, they'd come up with nothing, I figure. I mean, wh whoever she was, and I'd say, like, like my neighbor, like, you got to have some big testicles to pull that off, bro, because <laughs> we see this dude every day. I mean, every day. How long have you lived here? I've been here a, a year, you know. You see where I'm coming from? I, I barbecue with this dude. We eat ribs and whatnot, and we listen to salsa music. You see where I'm coming from? And you had no <laughs> indication there was any kind of foul play or anything? Not a clue, bro. Not a clue. That girl was in that house or anybody, and not a clue she was in the house or anybody else in there against their will, but because, well, you know how he is. He just comes out in the backyard. He plays with the dogs, tinkers with his cars and motorcycles. He goes back in the house, so he's somebody you look at and you look away because he ain't doing nothing but the average stuff. See what I'm saying? Ain't no exciting thing about him. Well, at least not till today. <laughs> What was the reaction on the girls' faces? I can't imagine to see the sunlight, to be around people. Well, bro, I knew something was wrong when a little pretty white girl run into a black man's arm. Something is wrong here. Dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. <laughs> Charles, 
thank you very much for your time. And well, it's either she's homeless or she got problems. You know, that's that's the only reason why she run to a black man. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Ramsey, thank you so much for your time. Oh, see David Powers, brilliant as always, sir. Brilliant, sir, brilliant. My pleasure, my pleasure. Always a pleasure to come join you. And that was the brilliant David Powers, to whom we will speak in about 40 minutes or so, and, or 30 minutes or so, unless he uh, reads all of the messages where I'm asking if he can pinch hit for Tamika Kid tonight, and then maybe he'll call in a little earlier. Uh, as I said, we have a great hip-hop artist on tonight. His name is Blue Rum 13 So join the chat room. I see Kathy Fisher in the chat room. Thanks for joining. We have a very lonely chat room at the moment, so come on and join in. I don't even see the David Bowers in the chat room yet. I'm going to break you guys off with a little piece of uh, the new album by Blue Rum 13 The song is called PLO. We'll be right back with the man himself, Blue Rum 13 whoa, 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 whoa. Like shining despite the rain pouring Ignoring the boring It's time to get your mind soaring Constantly pouring Longing never to be foreign The next level rebel Turn your threat level orange Code red Yes, this is important Portions of the population Fomenting in current Crimes going punished Chasing and plummets I need power hungry Banking insurance Just to get something from it Cause we can't ignore it So quick coming Rumming through the waste That this is the surface Of my birthplace Making the truth impossible To stomach Rocking from the take Make the top layer of the cake Only grow further from the plate I heard of the end of days, followed by the rays of change. I keep my ears first, weapon gauge for the game. Work on my lips, cause I'm building the future. Playing like fire. Kinetic, pathetic when they expect you not to get it and regret it or get competitive and then indebted to the sentence. What he is hard labor for a favor and a residence. Got you chasing paper, praising past presidents. Thinking money is power and credit is excellent. They change from divinity into dollars, but humans hold the power of infinity. Go balance your chakras. Welcome to my ministry. You about to pray every hour to wash away the evil people powers with the golden shower. You think you need to speak about it from the watchtower? Think I need to shout it out, but rather doubt that there's a problem. Working you off balance with supernatural talents. You can count it. If you recognize what the lies are mouth are Rerouting the end stake Away from they fat face The joy in the rap face The people escape Mind do awaken Foundation shaking Know what I'm saying The global domination Controls population They squeeze through inflation Free with the nations Y'all need a revelation Just need the meditation We do the saving
And that was Blue Rum 13 with TLO, not to be confused with Justin Timberlake's new single, TKO. So, uh, while we're waiting for Blue Rum 13, let me break you off with another another, uh, song of his. This is called Serial. Check him out at bluerum13.com. Follow him on Twitter at bluerum13. And join the chat room tonight. Follow Blaze and Rye Radio on Twitter. Follow Blaze and Rye and uh, click that link. You'll be right in that chat room. Here's Serial by Blue Rum 13. Ah, yo, this is good. What is this rapping crunch? What the? Give me some delicious milk with that. Yeah. <laughs> no longer wait for miracles, stronger ain't my stereo. Recognize when it's critical. Now a burned individual exercise, not the video. Exercise is a spiritual texturize. You can feel it grow. Specialized load of real info. Sexualized if any you Oh, we keep y'all. Just coming and coming and coming back. Come on. Keep them coming and coming and coming back. Come on. Keep them coming and coming and coming back. Come on. Keep them coming and coming and coming back. And some say I'm traditional. See, I like my cereal. Other day, I just fit up so old school as a ritual. Monumental with pivotal cold through this habitual throw into your citadel. Had to listen and by the way, hands gripping your mind today. Lamb missing, you gotta say, damn, maybe it's promise way. Hey, lady, let's promise play. Lazy, don't contemplate me. Thinking y'all with that damn sound again. And good trade, you're looking great. Couldn't wait this move to make calm conscious with no mistake. Had them hating, hey, what you say? Heard them hating, hey, what you say? damn sound again. Stein saying this is the way, no hoes. I take the break. No longer playing serial, see I ate my serial, look for you on the miracle, now I reckon the physical, move your neck and your little toe, you selecting which way to go, question heaven or hell below, whatever, I really don't wait for miracles, see I ate my serial, well-rounded and spiritual, I found it incredible, me surrounding your infidels, wait for miracles, see I ate my, and see I ate my serial, my serial, see I ate my serial, Keep on coming and coming and coming back from Keep on coming and coming and coming back from Keep on coming and coming and coming back from Keep on coming and coming and coming back from Keep on coming and coming and coming 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 back from
betrayal. Acknowledge the cape and the truly assess how they failed. Didn't bother to tell the meek the method to prevail. So in order to eat, they work the streets and the jails. I work the beat till it bumps like braille. Delay a vocal lead to let you know I'm real. Reveal a technique laid beneath the seventh seal. Relate to the belief the fake is to feel. To feel is to create, to create is to reveal. The God that is concealed under the crust of unrealized will. We got more than I feel. You trying to chill or you coming with us? I'm out to visit the visitors. Develop a way to change the perspective of law ministers. I have mental giants distributed a close term to mental minutes. When you go take some of me with you, get it like your granny did the scripture. But now I remove the frame to reveal the whole picture. Brush strokes, color palette, and the signature. Like reversing a telescope, see my obstacles in miniature. This is what you get when a rapper gets his dinner. Seems like the coldest winter. Just can't and won't get in ya. I know cause we are you. And Apply the flank together, challenge oppression. The courts in question in the centralized bank. Laws that only benefit the few to flawed systems and separate classes, caste systems. Populations in need leave stationed in nations that feed rule banners and money laundering. Our numbers make us stronger. Responders can conquer what we wander. TV takes us yonder, so identify distractions, the rations of redirections. Programmed with no objections. I've selected lit to raise awareness. Our children only benefit from parental preparedness, so it's up to you and I to make the difference in a given lifespan of time. Ignorance is bliss if the shoe fits. Wish it didn't stick in my decision to command the line that you and I. Europe for a while, so um, as of last year, 
decided to try and, and just stay out here for a little while. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been wonderful for at least my peace of mind, if nothing else. <laughs> okay. You're kind of coming through a little, like kind of like a robot right now. Uh, just so you know, I'm having a little problem. I think you're having a problem hearing me. I'm having a problem hearing you. I'm not sure if there's anything you can do on your end. Uh, not much. I don't know. Okay. I mean, I mean, well, right, we'll, see we'll a little. We'll vision. just deal with it. Um. So, uh, you, you before the release of your new album, Blue Rum, you took some time off. What did you do during this break? Uh, I was just trying to find inspiration, so I, I went to Australia for a while. Um, I traveled back through the states. I did some stuff with the, a crew I like out of uh, Vancouver, BC, engineers. Did some work on on a pilot for a kids program. Just kind of yeah, dabbled in in whatever my my musical and creative friends were doing just to to get some inspiration about. And your your bio says that um, the art that truly connects with the outside world comes from within, free from expectations of the music biz. Explain that quote to me. It seems like kind of you're you're kind of taking a non traditional route with your career, and it's working for you. Yeah, um, I've been fortunate to uh, to be able to to live off music for about almost twenty years. So there's been times where I've actually been on major labels or had projects on major labels, and um, there's also been times where I've decided that major labels were not the way to go. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those projects that I just didn't want to label at all. I, I enjoy having the full freedom to, to put out a track as I like it with the mix that I like instead of sending it back to someone because of the label politics. There's all sorts of things that can stop an album from coming out. But, uh, yeah, it, it was just nice to, to decide that, okay, my masters are in hand. I like the way it sounds. Let's go with press in a month instead of wait a year and a half as labels tend to do the building campaign. So a lot of people like um I'm sorry, go ahead. Exciting just because the the song I wanted I can make a song today and then put it out tomorrow night if if my mastering guys at home, you know. <laughs> so right. I like being yeah. That must be convenient. Um, and your your music is is uh, great. Your your flow is amazing. A lot of people compare you to uh, Talib Kweli, Most Def. Who are your musical influences? Oh wow, man! Uh, the list is, <laughs> that's a large, quite a large list. Uh, okay. My rap influences would definitely be like primarily native tongue, I guess, and then flow. Uh, People I consider those specialists. I mean, everybody everybody talks about Rockham, but as you go through it, so I grew up listening to Rockham. Um, mm-hmm. There's uh, Cool G Rap is one of the people I've just been, is a guy you got to study. You know? And then recently, I'm always inspired by anything black, so I dropped um, from the roots. But mm-hmm. he did uh, E-Tracks, uh, I think it was Sean J. Period, that I got to just. I love listening to that guy. And um, now the old school dudes are back. Uh, 
the Big Daddy Kane just dropped a, a single that I've been listening to with um, the homegirl from North Carolina, Rhapsody, on it as well. Uh, so, yeah, the, the, these are people who I kind of listen to from from way back, and I'm always looking for inspiration from. And then there's, there's a host of jazz artists that I love as well. And I, I try and just kind of incorporate this movement and that there's a melodic kind of approach I want to take to my rapping. So I incorporate as much as I can without actually singing on everything. And uh yes, uh Kyle Jader is one. It's because I love <laughs> I love the way the vibraphone that that rocks. And um Donaldson, big fan of um yeah, it, it, I could just go through uh, my record collection and, and think about it. I mean, it's just various tracks. And then Jimi Hendrix, I'm also a fan of. I'm a fan of uh, old school rock like Living Color. <laughs> Even though, yeah, yeah, just everything they had. Um, what I look for is, is sounds that are particular to the band or the groups themselves. I'm, uh, I was, I'm often inspired by people who sound like themselves. Sound like themselves. Uh, so that's what. That's interesting. I was just saying to someone, I can't stand John Mayer because he doesn't sound like himself when he sings. You ever notice that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's, there's a lot of uh, golf studio voices. There's a lot of voices that are just put together behind the boards. When you speak to these people, yeah. you have to know. No idea it's the same person on the microphone. <laughs> yeah, um, and you, so it thanks. sounds like you have a ton of influences, and you also incorporate so much into your music. You include <clears throat> physics, metaphysics, astronomy, astrology, existentialism, social commentary, introspection. How do you how do you put all that into your music? I think these all these things are often always in music. They're just kind of um, I mean, now I now I possess the vocabulary to dissect it, you know, and understand exactly what I'm doing. But I mean, from a metaphysical perspective, every thought is a thing. So if you put a hundred percent of your intention into something, and that thought can't help but be felt. It's, I mean, we can call that various things. We can call that emotion. We can call that vibe. We can call that whatever. But I I try to I try to ensure that. I'm 100% focused on my meaning and what I do so that you at least I want you to feel how I felt when I wrote it, you know, when I deliver it to the people. So that's, that's so really, it's all about I, staying I, true I to that initial impulse. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the simplest definition of what it is. I mean, I can go over all sorts of various strange rituals. I might do, you know, pour some coffee beans over my masters. No, I'm totally joking. So tell us a little bit about your new album, Inverted. What can your fans expect to hear? Those of my fans that really enjoyed my early solo stuff. I mean, after coming off of the One Self album, a lot of people got a, a gist of of the, the spectrum of my writing, but I also heard a lot of, not necessarily complaints, but more like requests for more lyrical content, like heavier, heavier lyricism, heavier flows. So for those that want that, there's 
a lot of that on this record. I mean, there's at least three tracks that I rock with Del Chorus for those people who like that sort of thing. And uh, I'm really, I'm really pleased with the outcome. I was done. I was able to put together pieces of the records throughout my travels all over Europe and in Australia. So that's also nice. It, it reflects all those places that I traveled to. And the production also is, is just as varied. We have producers from Russia on it, um, from the UK, a couple producers from the States as well. Um, usually I, all my producers are stateside, or I use one producer for a whole lot. And this, is, this is just a spread Really nice, really nice. So the Do you find that people are, are more receptive to... Uh, do you find people are more receptive to your music in Europe and, and Australia than they than they are in the United States? I wouldn't say receptive. I'd say that no. um, it, it, the the territories are divided differently. Um, uh-huh. it, I can I can tour. It, this is an example I often use: is that you can you can tour Germany, which is kind of roughly. Well, Germany is roughly the same size as Texas, but you can't really tour Texas to the extent that you can tour Germany. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's, there's, you, can, you can tour all of France, which is <laughs> just like just New England, but you can extend yeah. go to France. It's just the way it's divided. Um, I've, put in a, I've put in a lot of work and had labels just receive my stuff here, so I've been working this side of the farm for almost 10 years, um, whereas my tours in the States have really just been 90 days, and then I come back to Europe, or 120 days, and then I come back to Europe for a, a few months, and they've been about two or three years in between. I've done one off here, and then, like, I recently did a short run to down to New York from including Montreal, uh, Burlington, Vermont, and Saul Williams once said that uh, 
Hip hop is the only music that forces an affirmation as soon as you hear it. I mean, what he's talking about is that well, as soon as the beat comes in, if it's a good beat, the, those people who understand the culture just start nodding their heads up and down. And then, yes, like, man, that, that also, I think, that physical action of <laughs> consciously and subconsciously agreeing with what you're hearing, you know, also creates a, a form that allows my music to go to spread just on by. So, like, I think uh, I'm oversimplifying, I feel, but I, I, I do believe that um, just by the nature of the type of music that I do allows it to be something that's just heard worldwide. Sure. People understand um, and you, you performed all over and you shared the stage with a, quite an impressive roster of people, including Herbie <clears throat> um, Hancock, Fish, Public Enemy, De La Soul, Diggable Planets, and the Fugees. Um, who was it the most awesome to play with? <laughs> Man, De La Soul, they're heroes of mine. So anytime oh, yeah. I'm near the stage with those guys, I love it. But that's not to say that they're the most awesome. I think of that list, the most awesome was probably the Fugees because we uh, – it was an amazing time in hip-hop. It was actually just before the Fugees released the score. It was after their album, Boom Back. Um, I remember speaking to Wyclef and Lauren in a, in a sort of situation that you would never expect them to be the Fugees. Okay. Fugees. So it was a, a homecoming at Howard University, which I you're a hip-hop historian. You always hear about the puff that he actually created Bad Boy Records because of homecoming events at Howard University um, or was able to create. And uh, so, yeah, we, I'd say that was probably the greatest experience because that was maybe six months before the score came out and these guys became untouchable. And I'm here trying to hit on Lauren Hill my partner's trying to hit on Lauren Hill. And, then, <laughs> and he's like, oh, where are you guys are from Jersey? I'm just like shooting flirtatious. And, you know, and black glasses. It looks like the Jamaican Don. But they were, we're there in, in, a, in a, oh, it was, the, what was it? It was the administrative aid office was the backstage room they were using. So it was it was quite a strange situation, a bit surreal to I go, I go back to my physics classes and education courses, and there the Fuji's pull up. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, you have a mural immortalizing your likeness in St. Petersburg. What's that all about? Yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, I I don't know how that actually came about. Um, we did a show in St. Petersburg. We did actually a few shows in around Russia and ended up with two in St. Petersburg and in store and a really large show. Um, I realized later that I was actually one of the first the first uh, English MC to do a show in that particular area of St. Petersburg. Um, so kind of represent one of the, I kind of became one of the pioneers of that area to those people for the culture, you know, representing the culture. Uh, to that sector of, of where we were in St. Petersburg. Um, 
Yeah, I, I had no idea it was there. I was in Australia at the time, and my friend's in St. Petersburg, and he's walking down the street, and he says, let's just blue room and take a photo of me and send it to me. And, yeah, I never met the artist that actually painted it. Um, really? But, yeah, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it uh, it has been a pleasure chatting with you. What uh you have any uh, tour dates coming up, sir? Uh, yes, we, I do. I'm, it looks like I'm in Europe for November, and then we're looking for the U.S. dates in, in the spring again. But, yeah, right now I'm going to do Germany, France, and uh, possibly Portugal, actually, for November. Oh, yeah. should be very good. Mm-hmm. My first time in Portugal, which will be exciting. All right. Well, uh Tell Europe I said hello and follow him on Twitter at BlueRum13. BlueRum13.com is the website. And uh, give us a holler next time you're in New York. Thank you so much. I will indeed. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Take care. All right, Steve. Good night. All right, that was BlueRum13. Again, like I said, follow him on Twitter at BlueRum13. And the website is BlueRum13.com Quite a talented uh, Talented rapper And it's time for Music Mondays With David Bowers Yeah David how are you Yeah oh man I am doing just fine I've uh I was sitting here listening to you uh listening to you stew because you were stuck there. Your friend isn't your co host isn't that no, not really. I'm j I'm jiving, yeah. I, I didn't I just got the message a couple of minutes ago. I hadn't planned on being here early so I wasn't in the uh I wasn't in the proximity of the studio and uh I just got your message and I said, Well, in that case I guess I better go grab a bite to eat, uh and uh, you know, maybe have a beer, <laughs> lay down, take a nap, and give him a call. <laughs> oh, by the way, I want to do. I wanted to thank you for dropping in on our show yesterday, and uh, John Bon Jovial sends his uh, his greetings as well. Oh, tell him uh, I send the greetings right back, and uh, and it, it was a great show. I was. It was. I'm sorry, I had to cut out before it ended. I had to um, leave the the cafe I was sitting at listening. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed what I heard. Oh, you got to listen to the rest of it. Uh, we talked for about an hour with uh, Tommy James, and it was beyond fascinating. I mean, it was uh, it was uh, so good that uh, uh, he and his agent got or his manager got back to me today to tell me how much fun they had, how much he enjoyed doing it, and uh, he got into you know some of the some of the uh, the interesting stuff, the personal relationship. Because well, as as you probably did, you get to hear any of the Tommy James part at all? I uh, I don't think so. Okay, uh, as you probably are aware, uh, when Tommy was uh, soaring to the top in the uh, in the '60s, he was on Roulette Records out of New York, which was a uh, you know that was run by Morris Levy, and that was a front for the Genovese uh, crime family. And uh, mm-hmm. Tommy's a uh, Tommy's a 16, 17 year old kid out of uh, Ohio, Illinois, somewhere back there. And uh, he he records this record as a junior in high school, uh, which, by the way, we surprised him. I had that and played it for him, and he cringed oh, wow. appropriately. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he uh, he thanked me profusely for 
we're not only playing it, or, but we're playing the whole thing. He said, Dave, and you had to play the whole thing. <laughs> but uh, uh, Hanky Panky was his second recording. And, of course, you know, a few locals, his mom and some of his friends bought copies of it. And uh, somehow somebody got a copy, uh, pirated it off to Philadelphia, and somebody started playing it on the radio, and it just blew up. So long story short, he wound up going to New York, talking to a bunch of the labels, and uh, several of them expressed interest and wanted to talk about signing him. And then all of a sudden, a couple of days later, they each started calling him and telling him uh, suddenly they weren't interested. And he asked why, and one of them opened up and said, well, because you talked to Morris Levy at Roulette, and Morris called me and told me, lay off him, he's mine. So... um, (laughs) We're not going to touch you. <laughs> That's the way the business uh-huh. was back then. And uh, he said that the, uh, the, the <laughs> one of the ways he found out what he was involved in, he was in the office talking to Morris Levy one day, and uh, this guy, <laughs> this big ugly dude, comes walking into the office and says, Hey, uh, Morris, uh, you, you know that problem you had over in Joycey? Well, you ain't got that problem no more. And he kind of he kind of got suspicious at that point, but uh, he he really got into uh, he really got into discussing uh, his re- relationship with uh, Morris Levy, which was really a dichotomy because here on the on the one hand you've got this guy and he finds out that you know he's working for a mobster, and you know you get an immediate fear for your life, and at the same time he and Morris got very close. Uh, and had a a close personal relationship to where Morris was almost a uh, a substitute father for Tommy. So it was really an interesting situation, and it was uh, it was really neat to hear Tommy talk about it. Uh, but uh, you should go ahead and listen to the rest of the show because uh, not just because it's my show and I want you to. And hey, everybody out there, it's the David Bowers Awards on Block Talk Radio. But not just because of that, uh, but the interview with Tommy is, is just awesome. It, it was really a good interview. Well, we will certainly have to uh, check that one out. Uh, like David said, it's the David Bowers Awards. Check it out on Block Talk Radio and all over the Internet. Um, David, it's it's been uh, quite an interesting day in terms of uh, entertainment news. You know that Scarlett Johansson could be the first woman who's ever been nominated for Best Supporting Actress without ever appearing in the film? No, I hadn't heard that one. Of course, my my concentration is primarily on the music side, and uh, sometimes <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll miss the uh, I'll, I'll miss the acting side. But uh, tell me about that. I hadn't heard that. Well, I was just I've come across this story a couple times today. I just wanted to share with you that that quite possibly the Oscars could nominate Scarlett Johansson for a role where she plays a Siri of sorts, a talking phone for uh, Joaquin Phoenix's character, uh, but she's never actually in a scene, just her voice. But apparently, she does such a phenomenal job. They're saying she could make Academy Awards history. Oh, that is amazing! That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'd like to get an award for for not showing up somewhere. Yeah, really, I could I could deal with that quite readily. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'd even be happy to uh, you know take a phone call to thank them if they could find me. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about 
what have you got for us tonight for Music Monday with David Bowers? Oh, we got a little bit of information here. As a matter of fact, just in case you've had the secret desire to get intimate with Celine Dion, she's going to be performing at a very special <laughs> New York City engagement. I, I, I listen. I know you lust after Celine Dion here. Don't 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 try that. Always. Uh, she's going to perform at a very her, special her New York bank City. account, maybe. <laughs> You're really. She's uh, going to perform in a special New York City engagement later this month uh, with Pandora, who will present an intimate evening with the singer as the latest performer for Pandora Presents, the company's series of live personalized concerts. Uh, the performance is going to be brought to all the passionate Celine Dion fans that have added a Celine Dion station to their Pandora and happen to be located in the tri-state area and are age 21 and over. So if you fit those categories, uh, the special event will be free of charge and will take place October 29th at the Edison Ballroom. Now, if you're a U.S. fan that did not receive an invitation from Pandora, you can also visit CelineDion.com and enter for a chance to attend the special performance. Five winners of the sweepstakes will be chosen to receive a two-night trip to New York City and a pair of tickets to the concert. And if you want more information or you want to read the entire article, it's at artistdirect.com under their entertainment heading. And this just came in today from uh, Los Angeles because, you know, what would a week without uh, Miley or Lady Gaga or Justin Bieber? I mean, you've got to have one of them. They're, they're, they're going to do something, right? I mean, can you imagine a Music Monday where we came on and said, Bulletin, Justin Bieber, Lady Gaga, and Miley Cyrus did nothing today. Ain't going to happen. <laughs> Bieber's reckless driving has seemingly improved, at least according to a neighbor of his. Uh, the 19-year-old was let off the hook by the L.A. District Attorney earlier this month after facing charges of driving recklessly through his Calabasas, California neighborhood. Multiple residents had reportedly complained that he had reached speeds of up to 100 miles an hour inside this gated community, and uh, rather upscale one at that, uh, left many of them for fear for their children and pets. Neighbor Eric Dickerson said Justin's driving hasn't been a huge problem lately. He said, I live in the area, and let's just say it's gotten better. It's gotten better. Asked if Justin continues to speed through the neighborhood, Eric replied, no. Those comments come uh, just weeks after the DA rejected charges of reckless driving and assault against Bieber. Prosecutors cited insufficient evidence in the reckless driving case stemming from an alleged incident in May 27th, and the singer also avoided a charge of criminal assault stemming from accusations he spit on a neighbor during a confrontation about his driving on March 26th. Justin denied the claims, <laughs> you know, like he was good to admit it, right? Uh, LA just, uh, Deputy District Attorney Alan Yokelson wrote in a charge evaluation that the singer's actions in the latter incident were, as he put it, disproportionate and immature. However, since the neighbor had entered the property without invitation, Bieber's actions did not rise to the level of a criminal threat. And speaking of indie pop obsessions, which we obviously were, after the ascension of the Beebs, just maybe it's time for a new one. So let me introduce you to Holy Child. 
Two years after Liz Nesticko and Louis Diller started writing music together as college kids in D.C., they're still going at it alone, which is basically they're not signed to a label, they do not have a manager, and they self-produce all of their own material. Or as Nesticko tells Billboard magazine, it's just the two of us, basically, and we're trying to do everything. And judging by the reaction to their first batch of songs, that probably won't be the case for too long. Since posting their first music video on YouTube a year ago, Holy Child, now based in Los Angeles, has watched that video rack up 113,000 views. That's watching, waiting. The follow-up for the song, Best Friends, has earned 118,000 views since being unveiled in March. Now, this is a droll, downbeat uh, song, Watching, Waiting. It pairs jazz explosions with a dimly lit clip set as a hellish dinner party. And the Sunstroke Best Friends has a music video full of kids riding bicycles, food fights, and, as they put it, wobbly-limbed dancing, although no mention of tweaking. The two songs and their accompanying visuals couldn't be more different, and that dexterity has served Holy Child well. Uh, they've been hailed by Fader and blogs like pretty much amazing for their for their ingenuity. And late last year, Holy Child moved to L.A., got day jobs, started recording on a shoestring budget, and as Diller says, found our stride. Mystico felt the influence of songwriters like Fiona Apple and some others began connecting the dots between Holy Child songs to her to underline her interest in the female role within modern culture, as she put it, particularly within the pseudo-superficial confines of L.A. Uh, for instance, Playboy Girl is a kicky track posted online earlier this month, a subtly sarcastic takedown of gender expectations that sounds like the love child of Passion Pit and Alpha Beat. It's Holy Child's <laughs> strongest side to date, according to Billboard. So let's watch and see if Holy Child starts twerking or anything really exciting. I got a hunch we're going to be hearing more of Holy Child. You can read the complete article and also check out videos and other pics of them at billboard.com. And lastly, if you missed it, the David Bowers Awards yesterday was a personally a fun show. I'm always disappointed I, I, when I'm done with a show. I always feel I could have done this better, I could have done that better. But I do have to say I came away from this one feeling it was a really enjoyable show. We had Hollywood X's singer Erica Kane, and uh, it was really interesting to talk to her. She is well. She has exploded onto the scene since VH1 uh, hired her for the theme for Hollywood X's. But she is a really, really excellent talent in her own right, and does some really listenable and commercial music. It's uh, I, I predict big things for her, and we also had a new indie rock band from upstate New York called Court E. Uh, they're three well, they're high school seniors now. They got together in their sophomore year and decided they wanted to do rock music, but they didn't They didn't decide to go down a conventional path. Uh, with the exception of an electric bass, they are acoustic, all acoustic, and they have a really, really nice sound. I was really impressed by them. That's one of the reasons I wanted to get them on the show and uh, put them out there for my audience to hear. That's Court E, C-O-U-R-T, and the letter E. And uh, you can find them online also. And then, of course, as I said, Tommy James, 
the icon. The well, legend is used far too much lately, but uh, he could very well be pretty close to it. Uh, he sat and talked to us about his career working for the mob, which gives a whole new meaning to dragging the line. And we even surprised him playing that uh, very rare first record of his. I want to thank my buddy Dave the Rave at Whippage uh, in New Jersey for uh, turning me on to where I could get a hold of that song. Uh, we also had the pleasure of playing his Tommy's fascinating new version of I Think We're Alone Now. If you haven't heard this, uh, you will hear it on my show if you go and play the free podcast on Block Dog Radio. Uh, and it will be out eventually. They are making a movie of his book, Me, the Mob, and the Music. And uh, it may also be a Broadway play. It's kind of following in the footsteps of uh, Jersey Boys. Uh, right now, they're in the scripting stage, so it's probably pretty close to two years away from actually getting the screen. But uh, they are in progress. They have got some really heavyweight people working on it. So this is not some fly-by-night or uh, some writer out in Hollywood just took it upon himself to say, hey, I want a piece of this. Uh, they've got some real serious people, and I, I don't remember the names, but I know uh, one of the script writers was uh, worked on one of the big mobster movies, and I can't remember the details right now. Heck, I can't even remember my name half the time, but that's okay. <laughs> it's something to look forward to. In the meantime, I'm not selling the product, and I'm not trying to hype anyone, but if you're into the music, the history of the music, or especially the music of the 60s and Tommy James, get the book, Me, the Mob, and the Music, A Hell of a Ride. It is just exactly that. It's an easy read. It's, it's not something that's going to weigh you down, but by the same token, it's got just enough hook to it that about two hours later you're going to say, well, I should go to bed. No, well, let me read just one more chapter. Uh, it, is, it is really an intriguing, fascinating story. Uh, kind of a uh, kind of a dual story, as Tommy said. It started off; it was supposed to be a biographical uh, book, and uh, the more they worked on it, uh, he and his co-writers, ghostwriter, uh, the more they discovered that it was about Morris Levy and the mob more than anything else, and uh, hence the title, "Me, the Mob, and the Music." What he's done is he's taken, I think, we're alone now and made a completely different, not only a completely different song, but given it a completely different context, where originally it was obviously a uh, guy and girl running off into the night and making nasty or whatever. Uh, he turned it around to where it infers the relationship that he had, this dichotomous relationship that he had with Morris Levy, and the fact that uh, Morris finally died and... Now we are alone. Morris isn't here anymore, which is part of what freed him up to be able to tell the story. Morris and a few other key people that, you know, had to leave the scene before you could open your mouth and say these things. But uh, <laughs> it's really interesting, and it is a really, really interesting treatment of the song. I think not only is it, uh, you know, not only is it a, a interesting and beautiful reworking of a pop hit from way back, but I think it also shows uh, deeper the talent that is Tommy James because, you know, you think of Tommy James, you think of Hanky Panky, and you think of Crimson and Clover and, uh, you know, Sweet Cherry Wine and the, the, the songs he did. You don't really think of him in terms of the depth of the music. 
music because until you get into his later music, it is pretty much it, it's good, but it's commercial good. And later he touches mm-hmm. he touches on expanding in that area with uh, Crimson and Clover and Sweet Cherry Wine, but he's never really had a chance to show us, you know, as the Beatles did because they got big enough they could do anything they wanted to. So they got out, they got creative, and they explored the the margins of their creativity and we've never really had the chance to hear Tommy do just that and I think this song you're going to find that he did he's exposed a uh, completely different side of his creative uh, ability and his talent so uh, that's something I think you're going to be interested in I think you're alone now that is going to be the under music under the closing credits uh, when the movie is made so uh, that's a double treat to look forward to personally I thought it was a great show I'm going to go back and listen to it myself because it was uh, it was really a uh, a fun show and it was an interesting, intriguing show. And I'm looking forward to having Tommy back on. We didn't get to cover half of the things I wanted to talk about her. As I as I told his uh, his manager uh, Carol DeBros today, uh, I said, you know, I think we could have been still talking now and not covered everything that I wanted to talk about. But really a fun time. And next month. We have New York City's own The Voice, Gina Zavallis. What a fantastic ah. she is. She's going to be on the show. I know her. I know you know her. And we're also going to have a great new country star in the making, Brianna Lee Pruitt. Brianna is a Native American, and she has a really nice original sound. She's not just another female singer. I think you're going to really enjoy her music. And our special guest is going to be a gentleman we talked to the first time right here on Blazing Rye Radio. Bobby Brown Jr. will be joining us next oh. month. That and, of course, you know, a few other obligatory surprises will be happening. That's the next V. David Bowers Awards show, Sunday, November 10th, 2 p.m. Eastern on Blog Talk Radio. What's happening on your show, Rye? <laughs> Did you say that... Uh... She's not like any other female singer, and her name is Rihanna. Did I say that? <laughs> I think so. I didn't say that. <laughs> um, so uh, next week on the show, we've got uh, brought brought to me by David Bowers. I screwed up the dates yesterday, but it's next Monday we have from the Native American musical Distant Thunder and one of my favorite Broadway shows, In the Heights, Sean Taylor Corbett. So thank you, David, for that. Uh, we'll have him. Yeah, on the you're show really going to enjoy. You're really going to enjoy talking to him and the music from the show. Uh, I'm looking forward to when the show gets uh, gets to the big white way. I want to see that one. Yeah, should be a, a great show. Uh, and then, of course, on Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we've got your Blazing Ride backstage program where. David will also occasionally make a, a guest appearance, such as when he was Charles Ramsey, um, and just was hilarious. Uh, but it looks like we have about 25 seconds left, so I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz, hit the brakes, Florence, and if you have a belt Barbie doll, set that bitch on fire. Good night, David. Good night, everybody. Good night, right. Yes, you better believe Blue Rum 13 is proud to be a pod safe artist.